podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are continuing in our series of FPL Scout Reports, which is our opportunity to look at new players coming to the Premier League from foreign clubs or from different divisions and also to have a look at players who have changed clubs within the Premier League, which is where we're going to operate today. Because this video is all about Alexis McAllister, who has very recently signed for Liverpool for a reported £35 million fee. And you've got to say, it's quite a deserved signing as well. He's done very well recently, had a good 12 months and has earned that big money move. But of course, the question is, what does that mean for FPL? And that's what we're going to look at today. Now, before we continue, I can't go any further without pushing you guys back to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, the website itself, specifically the editorial department where my good friends Neil, Tom and Mark have been working on some fantastic content throughout the summer. While you guys are all having your summer rest, they are still cooped up in the editorial room cooking up some fantastic content for you to enjoy of which the scout reports are just one example. We've already done one video on one of the articles on uh, whether Mark Flecken is going to be the new David Rea, and today we're going to be looking at Neil's article on Alexis McAllister. Now, I have to just clarify that because McAllister has been in the Premier League over the last 12 months, it does mean there is a lot of data from the Fantasy Football Scout members area in this article, which means that part of that article is members only, which means that Unfortunately, part of this video is exactly the same thing. So there's a there's a few bits in this uh, that we can talk about, and there's a few bits in this general discussion uh, that we can't. But fear not, that does not mean that you can't access uh, all of that content, because at the moment, you can grab yourself a seven-day free trial of Fantasy Football Scout membership. So if you head to the website and sign up for that, you will be able to read the whole of Neil's article, and that is just one of many benefits that you will get uh, if you sign up for that, including a full access to the members area, which I can personally guarantee will help you win your mini leagues and improve your FPL record. So with that out of the way, let's move on to the very beginning of our research into Alexis McAllister. And it's been a really interesting story following this guy over the last couple of years. I know that uh, Az especially is, is a big fan. He's done very well uh, at Brighton. But his story is very, very interesting. And it's, it's very uh, similar to a lot of the players that Brighton find because they're just very, very good at this. He's actually still very young. And so um, he is, is, a, is a product of the Argentinos Juniors Academy, made his senior debut uh, in October 2016. He was aged just 17 at that time. And uh, but played a very big, important part uh, in that campaign with 23 league games as a 17-year-old in what is described by many as a breakthrough campaign. And so it was that that helped him catch the eye of that very, very impressive Brighton uh, scouting network. And he was only just out of his teens when um, they signed him in January 2019. They then loaned him back to uh, to Argentina, where he played with Argentinos Juniors still, and then Boca Juniors. And in that time, despite being very young, earned his Argentina. Uh, first cap, which of course that ended well. He's now a World Cup winner and was a big part of that campaign. Uh, but it wasn't until March 2020 that he got his first um, shot at the Premier League when he made his Brighton debut. But even then, kind of started slow. So you'll see on the screen uh, right now his his campaign 2019-20 season. Four starts, five sub-appearances, 348 minutes, no goals, no assists, uh, just 12 uh, FPL points, all of that for appearances. So it took a little while for him to be involved in the conversation. 
2020-21 season, 13 starts, 8 sub-appearances, 1,108 minutes, but just one goal, one assist, three bonus, and 48 points from that time. It wasn't until Boxing Day 2021, that's when he became a regular under Graham Potter. And in the 21-22 season, he started 20 of the final, 22 league fixtures. And so across the course of that campaign, 22 starts, 11 substitute appearances, 2,112 minutes, 5 goals, 2 assists, 8 bonus, 93 points. We started to see him slowly ramp up to the 22-23 season where he really exploded both on the international scene and in the Premier League. 34 starts, 4 sub-appearances, 2,882 minutes, 10 goals, 2 assists, 18 bonus, 140 points. Ended up being nominated for the Fantasy Football Scout Team of the Season. Didn't quite make it in, but um, gave a good uh, name for himself. And up there with an absolute clutch of high-performing Brighton midfielders. Now, we must say that in all four of those seasons, he started at 5.5 million. And one of the reasons why he was so useful as an FPL asset this season was, of course, his price. 5.5 million he started. Didn't finish there, of course. Was uh, heavily popular towards the end and did very, very well. And so... The first thing we have to talk about in terms of what this all means for FPL next season is that price, which is going to be heavily influenced on that campaign he has just had. And the fact that he's just signed for Liverpool. He's a big club. Usually comes with a bit of a tax. And so we asked you guys, both on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Scout uh, website as well, uh, how much you think McAllister is going to be priced uh, next season. I feel quite happy with myself because I voted in that poll before I could see what the results were. And uh, what I felt like he would be is what proved to actually be the one that you guys mostly think as well. And that's 6.5 million for the start of the new campaign. Seems very in line with someone who we think is going to play in central midfield uh, for Liverpool and has done quite well last season. He absolutely deserves to have a price rise. It shouldn't be too high um, because, you know, we don't want to get silly. Here. You know, about 1 million seems about right. And with some of that, the influence just being playing for a top club because that tends to usually whack up the price of everyone at the club, even if they don't necessarily play in an attacking position. So 36.2% of you guys thought he would be 6.5 for the new season. 25% of you thought he would be 7 million and 23.9% hoping he might be 6 million. But 6.5, the clear favourite. If you've got some thoughts on that, let me know in the comments. We'd love to hear uh, what you have got to say on that. And yeah, that is very much going to play a part in whether or not we're going to own him next season. I mentioned about his position and where he's going to play at Liverpool and it very much is that subject that we come to next and that is of course going to be a very important factor in whether or not we're going to own him in FPL. Where is he going to fit in at Liverpool? Well, the thing is, he is a very versatile player. We've seen him play in a number of different positions for Brighton, uh, especially last season. Uh, Potter and Deserby like a bit of tweaking now and then. So we've seen him operate as a 10. We've seen him occasionally operate on the flanks, but not too often. But, you know, he, we, we know he can play there. Um, he, we've also seen him play as an 8, as a 6, as something in between those two. You know, he's a, he's a very versatile player. He's very, very good in that regard. And, and he sort of knows that too so uh, we've got some quotes here from uh, McAllister himself upon signing for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp as well so the player himself says well I've played almost in every position and I think the managers who worked with me know that I can do it everywhere if they need me as a player I'm a player who tries to play as simple as possible I try to help my teammates defensively or attacking that's the most important thing and I'm a team player and I will try to bring that to this club and so forgetting FPL for just a few seconds, we we have to all really agree that this is a signing that makes a lot of sense for Liverpool. They really have been short someone in midfield who can come in and provide that bit of impetus, both defensively and attacking, to help stabilise that team for a couple of years. When they were 
you know, one of the dominant teams in the Premier League and, of course, came very close to winning the Premier League and then won it during COVID as well. So much of that was to do with that dynamic three-man midfield, all operating in a very much box-to-box fashion, you know, with the, with someone in the middle sort of anchoring a little bit as a six. But there was, there was a lot of dynamism just in that midfield, just protecting the back four and, and supplying the front three. And one of the reasons why the back four looked so comfortable a lot of the time was because the midfield was protecting them really well. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, it's kind of staled a little bit. You know, they've tried to freshen things up in that midfield, but it just hasn't worked. And those players are getting a bit older. And so McAllister absolutely is the sort of player they need. And just making reference there to him helping out defensively and attacking wise, that is going to help them. And Jurgen Klopp uh, acknowledging that as well and acknowledging that versatility. So he said, we're adding a very talented, very smart, very technically skilled boy to our squad. And this is super news. Really, it is. I do not think the football world needs me to say too much about Alexis's qualities because they are already pretty well known. But it is clear that he is someone who can play in a number of positions in the midfield and is an all-rounder, I would say. He is calm and composed and someone with proper game intelligence. And so from that, it makes it very difficult to know exactly where he's going to play, but I think we can all just about agree that central midfield is probably going to be where he is going to go. He has played number 10 a lot for Brighton. Is there room for a number 10 in the Liverpool formations, whether that's the 4-3-3 that they've used historically or the 3-2-2-3 they've recently switched to? Well, unfortunately, I can't answer that question. If you want more information on that, then by all means, go and check out Neil's article on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk once you've sorted yourself with that membership where he's analysed where he feels McAllister is going to physically operate within this Liverpool team. And there are very few people on this planet who can match Neil Rigg for that team news intelligence. So make sure you check that out. Let's move on to something that we can talk about, though, that's a little bit more obvious, shall we say. And that is to do with McAllister's involvement in the set pieces, their ball situations at Liverpool. And unfortunately, in this particular area, it is kind of bad news. So he scored 10 goals for Brighton in 22-23. It's a very good return for a 5.5 million midfielder, as we know. But six of those were penalties. And in the previous season of his five goals in 21-22, he's got five that season, two of them were from the spot. And so, because that's such a big pillar of his fantasy returns, we have to ask the question, is that going to be something he can enjoy involvement in at Liverpool? And the answer is probably not. And it seems a fairly obvious one, really, doesn't it? Because if there was any season where Jurgen Klopp had any right to drop his penalty taker, the one, the only, the legendary all-time FPL season score holder... Mohamed Salah, if there was any season where he could have been pulled off those penalties, it was this one. Missed two in a row earlier on in the spring and Klopp held faith in him and proved a good decision because beyond that, went and scored two more penalties. And, you know, the quotes uh, that he gave us after one of those game week 34 penalties was, obviously he wanted to stay the penalty taker, but we had a normal conversation about it. This today was a super penalty. That is really clear. So I think with all the goals most scored, we cannot just judge it with two missed to go away from it. It was a conversation between two grown-up men. Well, yeah, thank you for reassuring us of that, Jürgen. It does mean that it's very, very unlikely that McAllister is going to get anywhere near penalties at Liverpool. And you have to say that he's, you know, McAllister is not the only one with a decent penalty record at Liverpool. 
uh, outside of Salah because other players such as Fabinho, uh, who's got 24 goals from 25 penalties, you know, he's come into the club, still can't get those penalties off Salah. So they are very, very much locked in on him. And so that's unfortunate because 60% of McAllister's goals that he scored this season came from an avenue that he is not going to be able to tap into uh, at Liverpool. So already, you know, that is um, a bit worrying in terms of whether or not he's going to be useful uh, as a fantasy asset. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The same is also true of set pieces such as free kicks, specifically direct ones. So of the four goals that McAllister scored that weren't penalties in the season just gone, uh, one of those four was a direct free kick. And he was the designated direct free kick taker for Brighton whenever he was on the pitch. Um, He took eight in total and no other colleague came anywhere near close on that. So he very much was the main man for direct free kicks for Brighton. Is he going to be able to enjoy the same duties at Liverpool again probably not and this time it's because of the one the only Trent Alexander-Arnold who even while having a bad season perhaps from open play definitely from FPL he has very much held on to those direct free kicks and Salah's kind of in the picture as well more recently we've seen Salah stand over it roll it into Trent who's then had the shot you know Either way, it's, it, it's, it's very likely it's going to be Trent with a few by Salah. So McAllister really would have to walk in the door and take some very, very good direct free kicks uh, in training to get anywhere near wrestling them off Trent. And it, it seems very unlikely that he's going to get those. So again, that's another hit that McAllister takes uh, as a fantasy asset. I mean, I have to say, it, it sort of, I hadn't quite um, triggered how much he was relying on those set pieces uh, for his for his attacking returns in terms of those goals uh, until kind of going through this. So, yeah, big disappointment for me, to be honest, to, to think, oh, yeah, he's probably not going to be able to achieve as much there. But some slight glimmer of hope. Uh, it's, it's, it's possible that his move to Liverpool isn't necessarily going to uh, damage his assist potential. Now, he did only get two assists uh, in the most recent season, but according to his expected data, which we've got on the screen there, probably should have been able to double that. And of course, with expected goals, if you're underperforming against it, it means you're a bad finisher, right? With expected assists, if you're underperforming against it, it means your colleagues are the bad finishers. And he has obviously chucked in the likes of Danny Welbeck and, uh, and CISO for the much more prolific Mohamed Salah, Diogo Jota. I was going to say Darwin Nunez. I can't include him in the prolific conversation. But either way, he's moving to a club with a higher caliber of finishers on the whole. And so you expect that his uh, expected assists, um, you know, I think they're going to go up anyway because I think he's going to be playing in a better team. And then his actual assists versus his expected assists should come much closer together because he's going to play with a higher caliber uh, of finishes. So 22-23 season, he got an expected assist score of 4.36. And he got the two assists, of course. Um, So, yeah, underperformance there. But 
the key here is that just 0.2 of those came from set plays. 4.16 of that, which is basically all of it, came uh, from open play because he just wasn't involved in the indirect set pieces. So um, he only took 5% of the corners uh, at, at, at Brighton. And so moving to Liverpool, where predominantly Trent and Salah are going to take those corners, at the very least he isn't going to lose that assist potential because a lot of it was coming from open play anyway. So slight glimmers of hope there uh, in that regard. Now, a big part of what he's doing in open play is, of course, going to be dependent on what position he plays in. Now, I've already mentioned that uh, how uh, Liverpool's midfield is going to set up for the next season, uh, how midfielders have traditionally um, performed in FPL in those positions, either in the 4-3-3 or a 3-2-2-3. All of that information is information I can't give you today because it's all part of Neil's uh, members-only article on Fantasy Football Scout probably going to say i'm a broken record but if you would like to read that in full and you don't already have a membership go and sign up for a seven day free trial uh, and make that one of the many things you can enjoy and find out what you can uh, experience for the new season so if you want information on that that's the place to go link will be in the description but we can talk about uh how he how McAllister operated for brighton um, this season between playing a deeper role and a number 10. Now, you have to take some of this with a pinch of salt because, of course, he's changing teams, uh, but it just gives us an idea of just what can be unlocked with this man if he's playing in a more advanced position and what is potentially hampered if he's having to play uh, that deeper role. And so, yeah, what we've got on the screen it is some information from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. We, we like to tease you with a few bits and bobs. And what it is on the left-hand side... Uh, We've got uh, his goal threat uh, between game weeks 1 and 21 uh, when he was playing in a deeper central midfield role up until the end of January. And then from game week 23 onwards, he was in more of a number 10 role. And we've got 23 to 30 here on the right-hand side because from 31 onwards, it got a little bit chaotic at Brighton with all those doubles and everything and injuries as well. You know, we had mass rotation uh, influenced either by the need to keep players fresh or potentially bring players into different positions because of injuries. So he did sort of then start flitting between a deeper role and a number 10. So it's kind of hard to really use that as a consistent period. So we think we got a good idea of the differences here between game weeks 1 to 21 and game weeks 23 to 30. So... On the left-hand side, not particularly impressive uh, attacking stats. In that first period, when he was playing in that deeper role, he had just six, oh, sorry, five shots in the box. And then he went on to go and better that in just one match in game week 23 when he'd moved into a number 10. Six shots in the box against just Crystal Palace. And that's more than he'd got total game weeks 121. So huge, huge improvement there. Big chances, XG, penalty box touches, just everything across the board, all massively improved for him when he played in that number 10. And yeah, so is he going to be able to play in a traditional number 10 role at Liverpool? Probably not, unfortunately. And so that huge spike in his numbers, it's going to be hard to predict it accurately. Accurately, that's the thing. Because that is the one thing that I will leave you with uh, before we uh, before we finish. Um, outside of that members article, a lot of what we've talked about here is, is, is you know, hypothetical and... That's a good opportunity for me to push you guys also to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk to the preseason page where um, you just go to the top, go to the, the, the top menu bar, 22, 23, 24, preseason guide, and you will see every team's preseason broken down in terms of players in, players out, uh, who's scoring the goals in the preseason games, who's getting the assists, who's taking the set pieces, who's on the penalties, all those sorts of things, and also the preseason minutes 
in terms of different positions. And all of these things will be very, very important for Alexis McAllister because I've told you that he's unlikely to get penalties. He's unlikely to be involved in direct uh, free kicks. He's unlikely to play as a number 10 in the traditional sense. But if you keep an eye on those preseason games using that preseason minute spreadsheet, historically that discovered Wan-Bissaka and uh, John Lundstrom before your friends did. So make sure you keep an eye on that. If we're seeing from those games that he is playing as a number 10, maybe they completely change the midfield so that they can get the best out of him as number 10. That could happen. Then the preseason page is the place uh, to discover that. And uh, as we get more and more games under our belts, as fantasy managers tracking that preseason, we will have more of an accurate idea of just how McAllister is, is fitting in to this team and where his pecking where he is in the pecking order for those set pieces and things like that there are other things in Neil's article that will be very useful to you so for example he's talked about um he's gone into some great detail to talk about McAllister's um ability to finish his chances when he's in front of goal as I've already mentioned there's a predicted lineup there based on uh, a number of different factors nobody does predicted lineups better than Neil he is hands down the best um, predictor of a Premier League lineup in the world and so getting opportunity to go for, uh, to, to pick his brains on that is, is useful as I said he's gone back over the last six seasons and isolated all of the players who have played in a central midfield role at Liverpool to see what they can bring to the table from fantasy all I will say it's not all bad some of it is but not all and so make sure you go and have a look at that because that will be a really big uh, contributing factor I think to whether or not we feel uh, that McAllister is, is going to be is going to be useful so all of that, all of that is uh, in that, that article. So make sure you go check that out. I will leave you just with my personal opinion. I think this signing, personally, for me, is a signing that doesn't necessarily mean that McAllister himself is someone who I'm going to be considering, because I don't think I will. But it's a signing like this that makes me a little bit more excited. Now, I already was excited, but a little bit more excited to have Salah and Trent in my team for next season. Because I do think that what McAllister brings to the table, if he does play in that deeper box-to-box role, contributing to defence, contributing to attack, I think that's going to improve Liverpool uh, across the board. I think it's going to help protect the back four a little bit more, or the back three as it is when it's uh, in possession. I think it's going to protect them a bit more to boost the number of clean sheets. I think it's going to help link the defence with the midfield and the attack much better as well. So I think that the attackers are going to get better service as well. And so then, you know, that that brings Salah's attacking potential. I think that bumps it up a little bit. And of course, Trent as well. So that's really how I'm viewing this this particular transfer. That's what I think is going to be uh, the case. So if you're already thinking that Trent and Salah were in your thinking, I think they've got to be even more in your thinking now. Now, we must say that one of the things we don't know yet, well, there's two things we don't know. Uh, is firstly what fixtures Liverpool are going to have at the start of the season so if you're watching this after the fixtures have dropped I apologise for not having (laughs) having a time machine and knowing Uh, but if you're watching this before Thursday 15th of June please join us at 9am for live reaction to the fixture release we will go through all of the best teams fixtures we'll go through the worst fixtures for people we'll have the season ticker live in the Fantasy Football Scout members area as well so you can play around and plan a few things and the other thing we don't have of course is everybody's prices we can have an accurate just about accurate guess about some of these guys Uh, but until that game launches we won't know just how much money we've got to spend on the likes of Salah Trent and you know indeed McAllister as well and that's when we'll know um, for sure um, once we combine fixtures with those uh, initial prices and then of course the preseason matches as well we need all of those things before we can make fully informed choices so make sure you keep uh, track of all of those things you'll be able to 
catch updates on all of those from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, the home of fantasy football that helps you win at fantasy football and beat your mates in mini leagues and help get you your highest ever rank as well, as it has done for me. So make sure you check all that out. Now, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't remind you uh, before we go to uh, like this video uh, so that we know that you like these kind of videos we can make more of them um or indeed if you don't like them then we won't make any more of them so it's useful for you to tell us and either by liking or not liking but please like do the kind thing uh subscribe to the fantasy football scout youtube channel as well uh, so that you don't miss anything and the key thing here is to hit that bell notification as well with there being uh, no deadlines for fpl over the summer Never before has the uh, the bell notification been as important as it will be for you to remind you to check in and find out the latest fantasy going on, goings on. So check that uh, box. Uh, so that's done as well. Well, with that, I will leave you fine, folks, to enjoy the rest of your summer, and I will see you next time.